Thank you for tuning in to a Budapest Beacon podcast. I'm Ben Novak. Joining me in the studio today, two members of Momentum, Mr. Daniel Berg and Marton Benedek. Gentlemen, thank you for coming by the studio. Thank you. Thanks. Well, Momentum now has a party program, and it's even announced its list of candidates for all of Hungary's 106 electoral districts. You've decided, Daniel, to run in Shomoye's Fighting First. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, Marton, you're going to be in uh, running in Budapest's fourth electoral district. That's right. So let's, let's start with Daniel. Tell me, who are you running against, and why did you choose uh, Shomoye's first? Well, I think it's important to see that uh, in Kaposvár, you know, um, I don't. it's been the same uh, mayor for 20 years, so uh, I, I don't think... It's really running against something, but more of a uh, against a, a way of doing things for the last, you know, X decades. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, they say that in uh, in the countryside, momentum might have a bit of a more uphill climb, but I, I think that there's uh, definitely a chance there to, you know, put up a good fight, as you said. Any particular reason why you wanted to run in uh, Uh Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, uh, you know, a few years back, I'm a bit older, but I uh, went to the university there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were some really concerning stories about the politicization of their uh, of their departments. I mean, you know, their big thing there is uh, drama. So not really an overtly political subject. Well, there's a lot of drama in Hungary, so I can see <laughs> That's <what> appropriate, yeah. <laughs> And Martin, what about you? Look, I mean, that's the uh, district that I was born in. Um, my, I currently live there. So, I mean, it's a, it's a hybrid district that brings together the second district and a part of the third district of Budapest. Um, that's my backyard, basically. I mean, it's, I've always lived there. That's the one part of Budapest that I know really well. So, I, you know, my, my family's lived there. My grandparents have lived there. My cousins live there. So... I mean, that's the sort of uh, environment that, you know, where I feel comfortable um, sort of representing the sorts of views that I think are representative of, um, of local voters. So how do you run a campaign against Vargo Mihai, who is the minister of national uh, of the national economy in the Hungarian government, longtime Fidesz member? Uh, and he's got a pretty solid hold on on that district. Look, um, good point. Uh, I mean, this actually came up um, in yesterday's interview um, where... Obviously, the, the the presenter asked me, you know, why I would even uh, bother to, to to run against someone as as, as solid as, as Mr. Varga. Look, uh, the way I see it is that he has his personal record on politics, but he certainly takes responsibility. He must take responsibility for those decisions that the government had made, whether it concerns the economy or uh, the decline of the rule of law. Uh, or even the um, you know uh, some of the lo- some of the corruption charges that could be certainly leveled against the government. So I mean he's been a member of Fidesz since 1990. I think he's been a, 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 a core part of the whole project that uh, Mr. Orban has implemented over the past seven years. Economically, it's an economic project. I think to redesign property rights in the country, to actually transfer certain sectors from one uh, actor to another. So I think he's, he's, he's played a really core, uh, important role in, 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 in Fidesz's um, economic project over the past seven years. And I'm certainly one um, to believe that this hasn't been to the benefit of the country. So a few months ago, uh, Momentum held a, a uh, big press conference to announce the, the launch of the Circles of Action. That's right. And uh, now in, in, those, in those constituencies that you hope to represent, do you guys have these uh, Circles of Actions already up or operating? And can you tell me a bit about what you guys are doing? We've got a few projects. Um, I mean, they're, they're not really up and running yet, but it's, uh, we're talking about really local um, um, issues. To give you one example, um, where I live, um, close to my house, 
the, uh, the, the, the sidewalk is actually too narrow uh, for, for a pram. I mean, um, you know, it, it's, it's a very practical issue, but uh, I've got two small babies, and if you want to go down to the local shop, it's, you know, you're actually dodging cars as you're walking past, uh, you know, one block uh, uh, to the next. So it's, it's, it's a very practical issue, but, I mean, we'd like to put some pressure on the local community or the local council to, to widen the, the, the sidewalk. Uh, so that it's actually safe for people to walk on. Well, uh, I, I have a bit more <laughs> abstract issue on, on, on my end there, <laughs> uh, but that's very practical on Marcy's side. Um, I mean, like I mentioned, uh, it's a university town, and, and there were uh, some dismissals of staff for uh, either their political views or for lack of positive. Uh, hang on, now politics getting involved in education in Hungary. <laughs> oh, wait, that's, that's, that sounds really over the top. Wait a minute, something that, that sounds cool. Yeah, but, well, Ben, as you know, I was involved with the CEU protests, and uh, that's why I wanted to pick a university town like Kaposvár when I looked at the issues and the areas, because I really feel like, you know, uh, in a few years there won't be any proper institutions or any, you know, place of higher learning for Hungarian students to go to. And, you know, Kaposvár is like, uh, you know, nationally famous for its uh, wonderful drama program. But in the last few years, they've dismissed a number of professors. So uh, yet again, taking a stand for academic freedom. Momentum's pulling at, we can safely say 1%. In the Tayesh Nepashegi could so in the total among the total population, we don't exactly know how this translates into um, certain voters, party voters. Do you think these are these numbers are accurate? You know, I was just uh, talking about this to a, a friend of mine who does uh, you know quantitative analysis, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that kind of research, and and he was saying that there's a, a really you know kind of a, a skewed scale here because even when you call opposition voters, you know, if you look at a the polls, all the opposition parties around one, two, you know, maybe LMP is a bit higher, but, um, you know, they're all kind of low for what you, what you would look at the population. Uh, and he says a lot of opposition voters just won't answer questions like that. You know, if they got blind called for sure. a sample, you know, they'd rather just kind of say, oh, I don't have a party or, you know, I don't have a preference or, and then you see like a huge chunk of, uh, even within a Budapest sample, you see like 30%, over 30% saying, oh, I don't have a party. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's realistic. And. On the other hand, I mean, we saw how, you know, polls predicted uh, Trump, how they predicted uh, Brexit. Well, look, I think there's just a, a tremendous expectation on, on, on a large part of the, um, the electorate um, uh, that we should change direction now in 2018. And I think that's essentially what we're working towards uh, right now. So we have, a, a, we have a very good platform, a policy platform. You know, it's not too sexy to talk about these issues, but we have great, really um, uh, creative and innovative proposals that I don't think you'll see in any other uh, policy platforms by other political parties. We've put together a pretty impressive list of candidates. Uh, we're about to start our campaigns at the local level. So I think we've got all the core elements of, of a great campaign, and we've got six months to do it. So I think on our own, we're clearly capable of, of, of attracting a lot more than 1% of, um, of, of, of the electorate's uh, support. And then we'll see how we can work with other parties um, to make sure that that change of direction actually does happen in April 2018. Up until now, it's kind of come across as though momentum would reject any kind of just outright reject any kind of cooperation, maybe on the individual electoral district level with, with other parties, which strategically for momentum, as you just laid out right now, that makes the most sense to go to go about it that way. But that's still a lot more open than what we've heard within Hungary about momentum strategy for the upcoming election. Look, that, that's exactly what I wanted to mention. You know, I think there's two parts to that. One, that momentum from the start has been kind of a, 
you know, centrist, um, a big tent movement, if you will. So we have a lot of people coming. If you look at our list, we have people like Morrissey coming from Edut. We have people coming from Yobik. We have people coming from Fides. We have people coming from really all sides of the political spectrum. Uh, so when people say, you know, where's the big, uh, you know, Elanzeki, Ostafogash, I mean, I think momentum is the Ostafogash in the form of a party because we are really incorporating these political ideas, these people who are completely disillusioned. And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of them and they say, before momentum, you know, I was in Yobik or I was in Edut and, you know, I was there, but I wasn't really into it. Uh, and I was about to give up or leave or, you know, go find another job in the private sector. But then momentum came along and I felt like, even as a Yobik member, I can talk to these Edut people and be part of a community together. So that's one part of the, you know, a Safogash trap, as you will. Um, and the other is that really, I mean, we're six months out of the election. I, I don't think uh, the voters are really interested in this kind of uh, shell game mathematics of like, oh, are you going to run in this district and I'll withdraw in this district. And, you know, that's all like uh, campaign politics. Uh, what, what they really want is to hear, I think, the party's vision for Hungary. I'm going to read for you guys a um a post that somebody posted, uh, an acquaintance of mine posted on Facebook, lawyer, he's got no skin in the politics game other than, you know, he practices law. Um, but in this in this post, uh, I'm kind of summarizing here what he said. He said, if everyone, referring to the parties, if everyone is going to launch candidates against each other in all 106 electoral districts, um, this would be in perfect harmony with the system that was crafted for this centralish eruter, this, uh, this central power base thing, which is a part of Fidesz's strategy. Um, as we saw with the way this electoral system was crafted. Be that as it may, I will not vote for individual candidates or party lists if there will be no coordination for the running of candidates in individual electoral districts. And he goes on to say that if Fidesz gets another two-thirds, um, they will continue to gut the justice system. As a lawyer, there will be no point to continue doing this in four years. And as a civil rights lawyer, there may be no point to continue doing this even sooner. So how do you how do you respond? How do you talk to a vote? This isn't your average voter. So this is a guy, you know, obviously very skilled and qualified lawyer here. Um, how do you convince him that this isn't a, a an issue that voters care about? Look, I mean, this is it. Sort of, you know, follows on from what I what I was trying to say. I think our strategy uh, very much um, is is about convincing people like that gentleman that the appropriate party, the right party for him would be momentum for a number of different reasons. We stand for restoring the rule of law. Um, uh, you know, we actually stand for civil rights issues. So our first strategy, again, in 106 districts, would be to convince voters to vote for us. This is what we'll be doing over the coming, you know, over the coming months. And my hope and great expectation is that this will bear results, substantial results for the party. Yet, we also have a national responsibility to make sure that there are other political actors out there. And I think at some point, um, if those results are um, in light of those results, we would need to look at the, uh, you know, any sort of arrangement that might make it possible um, for the various opposition parties to work together to make sure that we achieve that collective goal of replacing Orban. And I think right now this is not the moment to do that. I don't think it's the moment either for Momentum or other political parties Obviously, this is what they seem to be doing, and I think I fully agree with uh, with Donny that you know this sort of campaign politics really, really um, uh, you know diverts attention uh, from the sorts of issues that we should be talking about, which is basically 
um, actual issues, whether it's schools or hospitals. But I mean, those, those are the sorts of issues, or the, the state of um, civil rights in, in Hungary, you name it. I mean, there are a number of issues that we should be talking about, rather than the actual formation, the, 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 you know, the, the sort of uh, structure that we'll come up with at the end of it. Yet this is not an issue that we can avoid. And I think at some point before April 2018, this is something that we would have to address. But I'm absolutely convinced that this is not the right moment to do so. What we need to do is now that we have a part of the party platform, we have 106 candidates. You know, we obviously appreciate opportunities like this one to introduce our policies to the public. This is what we should be doing. This is what we will be doing. And at a later stage, in light of the results that might ensue, we'll have to uh, see what sort of um, arrangements we'd, we might have to make to make sure that we actually do replace Orban in 2018. Yeah, but I think it's uh, important to um, note here that in our recent uh, General Assembly meeting, there was a vote of solidarity, that a uh, sympathy vote that said, you know, our first priority is regime change, is, is a transition back to a democratic system. Uh, so I agree with Marcy here that really, you know, we're, we're not at that stage where we can see, I mean, some parties don't even have lists out yet. So sure. how, how can sure. we say, yeah, you guys who are among, we going to coordinate yeah. with? I mean, you know, everyone says, who are you going to coordinate with? And say, like, I don't even know who I'm running against for certain parties. You know, yeah. like, how, how can I talk about coordination at this point? Is you'll be a party that can be cooperated with. Okay. <laughs> I know you're, you're looking at me, so I go first. Look, um, I think in terms of uh, putting together uh, the sort of Ursafogash that uh, people might have seen in 2004, I think in mathematical terms, uh, you'll would clearly need to be a part of it. I mean, if, if, if the actual objective is to bring, you know, to, to bring together sure. some sort of a big tent coalition against Orban, you simply can't, uh, you know, ignore a party that polls at 20 percent. At the same time, in terms of um, what your big stands for, and I think not just Momentum, but many other opposition parties stand for, there's a real rift. Uh, I mean, they actually believe in different things. I'm not entirely convinced um, uh, they believe in the sort of liberal democracy that I believe in. I'm not sure that they're fully wedded to the idea that we should stay in the European Union. I'm not sure what they think about uh, civil rights in Hungary. So I mean, these are core issues for, you know, not just for me as a voter, but I mean, uh, for political parties. So I think if there is some sort of a democratic, I mean, I emphasize the word democratic consensus that we can agree on with Jobbik, um, then, I mean, that would certainly be a basis for me uh, to work with a political party whose policies I disagree with. Yet, I think we need to have that sort of democratic consensus, that democratic minimum. And I don't think we're there yet, you know? I mean, I haven't had that sort of, those sorts of discussions with Jobbik. Maybe you have, uh, Donny, but... No, I haven't I had uh, too many intimate conversations with Jobbik <laughs> uh, recently. But, uh, I mean, the question here is, which Jobbik are we talking about? Are we talking about the Jobbik that, has, that was burning, you know, EU flags a few years ago? Or are we talking about the Jobbik that's talking about, you know, the Beirunio, the kind of common, which is a European civil initiative? So, I mean, they're really kind of trying to do an about face with Fidesz and try to get in the center while Orban's going to the right. So, I mean, that would be the first thing. And I think it's, it's very different, the Jobbik in Budapest, you know, like the, sure. the representatives, the kind of people they run, this kind of uh, Vona, Stout uh, line, who are, you know, basically politicians you know they're not really extremists they're they're kind of populist okay but but they're not really you know they don't they don't use that extreme rhetoric that uh some other yobik 
or people close well, to Well, they stopped. They, I mean, they were for a while. They and were. And they yeah. realized yeah, yeah. that you can't really do that on the national level like that anymore. Yeah. So you guys wouldn't rule out I mean, it, any it, kind it, of cooperation, assuming there's that democratic minimum. I mean, it depends on what you mean by cooperation. So, again, going back to your original question, uh, the sense of coordination um, uh, that might be necessary at some point to, um, to actually go for the, the, the national objective of, uh, of, of replacing the Orban regime. And I think in any sort of arrangement, I mean, this is a really important discussion we'd, we would need to have with other political parties. I don't think the situation is, is there yet, because uh, obviously different political parties have different uh, views on this matter. And I think we would, I mean, I would certainly advocate that you, you'd have to set a number of conditions um, uh, before you can, you can start discussing any sort of, uh, we're not talking about cooperation between political parties. I think what really seems to be the issue that everyone um, kind of converges on is the sense of coordinated um, uh, feeling of candidates. And, you know, uh, even that is a super dangerous thing for uh, in a way, liberal democratic parties to consider, because we're talking about political parties that stand for really extremist views that absolutely abhor. I mean, we're talking about anti-Semitic, uh, anti-migrant, anti-Roma sentiment that I'm, I simply don't belong in a liberal democratic society. Yet, I mean, I'm willing to hold my nose uh, as long as there are certain core issues, core issues that they subscribe to, the rule of law, constitutionality, and basic civil rights. If they do that, I think we can start talking. Yeah, and I mean, there are other, um, you know, uh, right, far-right parties, radical parties in other European countries. You know, uh, yeah, they have a radical message, but they're in the parliament. So you can't, you can't just say, you can't just say, oh, you know, they're populist, they're, they're anti-Semitic, they're far-right. These may be true on an individual level, they may be true on a general level of the party, but they're still a political force. There's a reason that these things are happening. And you see in the countryside in Hungary, I think, that uh, a lot of the youth feel like they've been left by the wayside, right? In the countryside, you can vote for MSP, you know, with like an average voter who's 60 plus, you know, uh, and probably a lot of these young people have memories of the MSP governments, you know, the 2006 uh, kind of uh, disturbances and such. You can vote for Fides, that's probably your general middle of the road. Or if you're really dissatisfied with the government MSP, you can vote for Yelby. So uh, Yobig definitely has a narrative that speaks to people, and I think that it's very important to address these issues that, that Yobig kind of campaigns on, of disenfranchisement, of economic and, and social disenfranchisement that you know a lot of youth are feeling in Hungary. But I, I think to do it from a positive angle, not from a kind of a, you know burn the boats, uh, populist, radical angle. Yeah, which is a really bizarre situation for Hungary when you think about it. I mean, we have what I think we can easily call a far-right government in Hungary. And uh, the largest opposition party is also a far-right party. Well, this is what they call the Warsaw Express. If you look at uh, what's happening in Poland, I think some of the trends are exactly the same. I mean, you have a a lefty, sort of left liberal opposition in this array. I think it's just a very sad state of affairs. But this is the sort of um, state of affairs that we're trying to overcome in momentum. And I think, you know, some people have accused us of not standing for anything. At the same time, you know, I think it's very clear that we have taken different policies from different uh, political families, if you like. But I think the basic issues, our values are very, um, um, are quite clear to our voters, or they're certainly very clear to us. And this is what we, you know, we'll, we'll try and um, represent to voters. You know, it is it is fair to say that Momentum only just recently released its its party program. So we, you know, the the average voter really knew nothing 
about momentum. But I mean, um, you know, people like to, to, to put political labels on, on, on parties and movements. Um, and I think, uh, <coughs> you know, take different policy areas. I think on the core issues, restoring the rule of law. I mean, it's, it's, it's a standard liberal um, uh, program, which I think is, is, is fundamental to, to, to what momentum is trying to achieve. Standing for the market. There are not many political parties that actually still believe in the market in Hungary today, yet Momentum does. We're strongly pro-European. We actually like to join the euro. I think that actually chimes with many voters' preferences. Um, they understand that this is something that would be in Hungary's um, uh, best interest. And I think, as you say, I mean, we have clarified these issues in the program. They might not have been so apparent in the past, but they're, they're very apparent now. And this is the sort, these are the sorts of issues that we'll be campaigning on. Um, in local districts. We also want to really take back issues that, you know, Fidesz and the far right has colonized, like, for example, you know, Hungarian national identity, the idea uh, of, you know, positive patriotism. Mm -hmm. You know, one of our sayings is like, like, you don't have just to be to, to be a proud Hungarian doesn't mean you can't also be a proud like, uh, you know, ethnic German, you can't be a proud Roma. You know, it's not a mutually exclusive thing. We can sure. still make friends with our neighboring countries and still be proud of our heritage and still be proud of Hungary. So I don't this kind of like uh, rhetoric that, oh, well, being being Hungarian and, and any kind of, you know, pride in that is just a right wing thing. Sure. You know, or, or on the other side, you know, solidarity or, or talking about the issues of the poor or, or the issues of, uh, you know, this disenfranchised inner city people. Uh, that's a liberal value. I mean, these are kind of general problems that, that we need to solve in Hungarian society. And maybe instead of knocking our head against the ideological wall, we can we can talk about how to do that. All right. Final question here. If Momentum had to uh, ally itself with any European political group, you know, which which political group would that be? Okay. Look, I mean, both uh, Donny and I went on this uh, trip to Paris, which I think was um, supremely useful. Uh, and I found it extremely inspirational to have talked to Omarche, uh, to have talked to them about their political experience and the way they ran their campaign. So my personal preference would certainly be to set up a new political group with like-minded political parties. And, you know, we can list some of the parties that, you know, Dan in particular has played a key role in, 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 in reaching out to. We're talking about new political parties um, who try to transcend the political divide are strongly pro-European, believe in, in rule of law issues, um, uh, and have a very similar vision of Europe. And I think it would be very difficult to slot these parties into any existing p political party family in the European Parliament right now. So my first preference would be to set up a new one <laughs> with oh. these parties, and Donny can list all of them. Well, uh, I, I have a little bit of a different opinion on that, and, and that's right, of course, we're a democratic community, but you know, we've, uh, we've worked a lot with... Uh, Alda parties, members of the um, Alda uh, party group, uh, like VVD, the Dutch government party, you know, all of our, a lot of our regional partners like Neos and Novochesna are in Alda. And uh, we have worked with the, them quite closely. So um, we'll, we'll see what President Macron does in, in uh, you know, 18 or 19 in terms of a new uh, definition. But looking at the EU parliament at its present stage, I would say, you know, Alda would be the closest to us in, in, in um, values and ideas. I think it would be fair to you guys. It, you, you did write a very comprehensive party program. 
Um, if sometime in the near near future, we'll take a few points from that. We can perhaps bring you guys in to discuss this. Uh, Maybe have people from other parties come in and bring their party programs too and have a little clash or discussion on that. You guys open to that? Of course, we're happy. All right. 